0: You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today we're very excited to have a special guest speaker with us. Now let's prepare our hearts as our special guest brings forth God's truth from His Word today. Good evening. Let's take our Bibles. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. I don't know about you, but after Pastor White talked about Malachi not singing, I was singing a little louder myself. <laughs> Thanks, Malachi. I appreciate that. Uh, I noticed all of you started singing, by the way, after that, too. The volume turned up quite, quite a bit after. Uh, uh, I want to thank you for letting me be with your young people for a week. and uh, It was a wonderful blessing being up there. Uh, there's not a lot of churches that have unity in youth groups. Um, There may be bigger, there may be smaller, there may be others that have wonderful blessings that you may or may not have, Um, but you have something special right now. Um, And youth groups kinda go through phases, I think uh, Brother David could speak to that. It goes up and down, up and down, but uh, I was just with, and I think you have a great privilege of having a good pastor and his wife's stability. But you also have a good youth pastor um, and they're on the same page, and you have something very special here and and again, it's easy to look other places, but uh, please don't miss what you have here. It's something very, very special, um, especially in your pastor and your his wife um, and so I'm excited to have all my brothers and sisters here tonight and so uh, it's a great privilege and and um, it's are folks celebrating 60 years of marriage. And I I won't tell any jokes because my dad's good enough with that. I just appreciate him, you know, skipping cribbage tonight to be here. So. (laughs) Uh, Galatians chapter 5. verse number 22 and 23 Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23 The Bible says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance against such there is no law and let's pray together tonight Father we're very uh, humbled tonight uh, of your goodness to us, and Father, we ask tonight that you'd meet with us. I uh, just a very special service tonight. I, I, I thank you for um, my folks. I thank you for uh, my family. I thank you for Pastor Mrs. White and fellowship. And and we ask tonight, God, before all the festivities, and I'm sure all everyone else here has things going on, and uh, they've come from work, many of them. And I I, I pray tonight that you'd help us just to pause a little bit. Somehow, I pray that you'd help us just to focus on thy word just for uh, some brief moments tonight as I'm sure we have so many things to worry about, think about for the rest of the week. I just ask tonight that, uh, God, you just speak through your word tonight. Feed your sheep tonight is my prayer. Um, Please bless now the word of God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once a person gets saved, the Holy Ghost Comes and lives inside of us. One of the greatest things that ever happened is when I got saved. Um, and when I read this passage, the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and I, I, I look at him, and God begins, and He gives nine qualities that we get when we get saved. We get the Holy Spirit, so we get these as we, um, as the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. Now. As, if you're like me, I'm looking at love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, that's self control. Um, and how many of you are like me, I'm looking at that going, I have very little of any of those in my mind. Right? <laughs> you ever? So, how can, if, if, if we get these with the Holy Spirit, how, you know, how come we don't display these as much? Um, as we grow in grace, these fruits grow in grace with us. We may get all these, and, and I think some of us are probably naturally inclined to have some more of these than others. I think of some people, they're just loving people, not even safe people. They're just loving people. They're kind people. They're, they're just, their they're disposition toward that. They're, that's just them. And then there's, you know, the thing is, if we're not growing, these fruits are not growing. These are, these are called the fruit of the what's that? Spirit. And the fruit, meaning you plant something and then the fruit is the byproduct of that. When we got saved, God planted the Holy Spirit inside of us. The fruit that comes out of that are, are the nine uh, words that we, we look at. And so now, anytime you see a list in the Bible, I always take notice of the order of it. God did not haphazardly just throw verses in there and throw, you know, words in there. These words, I don't want to say one is more important than the other, but God has a purpose and a reason of why he lists things in order. The first one we find here, and we're going to only look at one tonight, but the first thing we find in here is love. We're not going to look at love tonight, um, but 1 Corinthians 13 is a tremendous chapter in love. Uh, many things about that chapter in love. But tonight I want to focus on the second one. And the Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy. Joy. Um, apparently, joy is supremely important to God, or else he would not have put it second in the list. And I, 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 I look around and I think sometimes, you know, with the world and everything that happens and... Um, so many things that happen in our lives. I sometimes think we forget we're supposed to be joyful. I think sometimes you know you ever you ever meet a, a, a Christian and and they feel that you know the more spiritual you are the the more spiritual you are the you know <laughs> the more serious you have to be. Like your spirituality is dependent upon how serious you are. And sometimes I think. We just need a reminder. Now, what I'm going to say tonight is not going to be profound. Um, It's just going to be a little reminder, I think, to many of us uh, about the idea of joy. And I want to talk to us about joy tonight. So the first thing I want to go, would you go over to uh, Nehemiah chapter number 8? Nehemiah, I'm going to have you turn to a couple passages tonight, but Nehemiah chapter number 8. The first thing I want to just clarify, what is joy? When we say joy, what is joy? I think if we were to ask every person in here, we'd have, you know, 100 different answers about what joy would be. In Nehemiah chapter 8, God calls joy a very interesting thing. Nehemiah, and we're cutting into a story in revival. Uh, Israel's going through a revival here, but Nehemiah chapter 8, verse number 10. The Bible says, Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto the Lord, neither be ye sorry. Now here's this phrase, for the joy of the Lord is your... Well, that's an interesting thing to call joy, isn't it? God calls joy. Now it may not, joy is not said a lot in the Proverbs, but a merry heart is. And here's what God says about a merry heart or joy in the in the proverb. You don't know, need to turn there. Proverbs 15, 13, a merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance. It's our strength. But the sorrow of the heart is the spirit of the, the spirit is broken. Proverbs 15, 15: He that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. It's always feeding us. Proverbs 17:22, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. It's nice when we have joy when we go through things because we can fall back on it. The Bible says that it's our strength. Now, what what does joy mean? I'll give you three. Now, there are probably better definitions. Let me just give you three. Number one, it's a deep abiding glory of the soul. Secondly, it's to be rejoicing, obviously. Joy is the key word of rejoicing. Um, rejoicing, to be glad. A third one, the source of deep continual gladness in our soul. Now, here's what people say. Well, I have, I have joy. I have joy. And I sometimes think we, we mistake happiness with joy. Now, I've been happy before, but happiness is not joy. Here's the thing. Happiness depends upon the external joy comes from the inside. See, happiness, there's so many things. Happiness depends upon everything going right on the outside, but I can have joy on the inside no matter what's going on on the outside. Now, I think if, 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 if pastor, pastor were to uh, go back and shake hands after tonight and everyone gets you a fresh stack of 20s, wouldn't that be nice, huh? <laughs> he wouldn't be happy, but we would, right? We get happy over stuff. We get happy, I mean, there's a happiness. Now, I, we get happy, man, you get a new truck, how many I understand, you get a little happy on that. Something new, you get a new house, there's a happiness to that there's a we when we get stuff there's a happiness to it we got to make sure that's because everything's going right on the outside and just because we're happy doesn't mean we have joy there's a lot of happy people in the world but they have no joy I'll say this I've been unhappy before but I've still kept my joy we can have tears and still have joy so, so what, is, what is that? Happiness comes and goes, doesn't it? We have a 14-month, and guess what? Happiness can come and go within 30 seconds. And that's just the way it works in life sometimes. Happiness can come and go, but joy is abiding. It stays no matter, I can have joy, we can have joy no matter what's going on on the outside, no matter how much our financial is, uh, issues are, no matter what's going on, it, nothing has to be going right on the outside, but we can still have joy on the inside. That's the blessing about joy. And see, what, what is joy? God calls it our strength. Now, here's the thing. How do we get joy? Let's go over to Psalm 16. Psalm 16. Psalm 16. There are a lot of ways we can get joy. There's a lot of ways we can um, look to this, but I want to give you one way, and and I'm I'm really working toward the last point, but how do we get joy? Now, again, let me just. There is no way. When we looked at the fruit of the spirit love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance now all of those things god gives us through the holy spirit when we get saved now how big they grow and how much they take up our life is up to you and i it's how much we grow as a christian every one of those qualities cannot be manufactured by you and i they have to come from god I cannot just decide I'm going to have joy. It has to come from God. It's a fruit of the Spirit, not a fruit of my mind. We have to, God has to give it to us. Listen, we, you know, the Bible says uh, love. The first one is love. God, that's the first thing God mentions. How many understand our marriages need love? Our love is selfish, humanly speaking, but not God's. If I'm going to love the, my wife the way I'm supposed to, I need His love to love my wife. I need I need God's love. I need more love. If something happens to me and I got to forgive somebody, guess what? I need God. Love covereth a multitude of sins. But my love selfish. My love wants to wants to keep a grudge. But you know what I need to do? I need to get some of God's love. I need to get God's love so I can forgive somebody. And see, there's a lot of things that we need. We can only get these qualities if God gives them to us. We can't manufacture them. We can't create these in our life. And that's the idea. There is no way to get joy apart from God. Again, we can get happy. And there's a lot of things in the world that will get us happy. And and they'll come and go. And and that's why sometimes someone gets something new and there's a happiness to it. And then when that wears out, we got to get something else to get the happiness again. And that, that wears out. We've got to go something to happy. And everyone's going from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And no matter what it is, whether it's money, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, whether it's people, whether it's marriages, no matter what it is, it's just happy. Everything is, we're, we're, we're like chasing after this thing thinking, and really what we need is just joy. And I, I, I look and we're, I, we're not here to discredit any other religions, but I'll say this. Without Jesus Christ, we can't have joy. Which tells me this, Muslims don't have joy. Oh, they're wonderful people. I, I, I lived with them for, for many years in, in, in California. Wonderful, And I, we see, my wife and I, we're driving here, seeing a, a big mosque. We're not against, it's just, but there's no way to have joy without Jesus Christ. Now i've met a lot of nice hindu people but hindus i'm telling you if they don't have jesus christ they can't have joy they're nice kind people but they can't have joy and you can go through every single religion that doesn't have jesus christ at the center of it and they can't have joy how many of you have ever met a happy and a wonderfully joyful atheist i haven't everyone i've met are angry mean um, and I, I don't say that trying to mock them at all. I, they're, 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 they're missing the boat on joy. Well, well, how do we get joy? Well, we're going to get to where we're going to go, but let me just quote this passage, and we know I already said it. It begins at salvation. Romans fourteen seventeen. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I tell you this, we get joy through the Holy Spirit of God. That's why it's so very important for us to be filled with the Spirit. One of the byproducts is that is joy. Um, in Psalm 16, where you're at, look at verse number 11, it's one of my favorite verses. The Bible says, "Thou wilt show me the path of life." Now verse 11, here's this phrase, "In thy presence, is fullness of joy. You know what that tells us? The more we're around God, the more joy is going to come in our life. The more we can be, how do we get around God? Well, I had the great privilege of being with the teenagers, and we are very simple. I said, if you walk, there's two ways to walk with the Lord. There's Bible reading and prayer. You know how i get joy in the morning just open up this book i know to the world it doesn't make sense but i tell you this there's nothing like god speaking to you from the word of god what i i I need it um you know when god speaks to me and the more we're around god the more we pray The more we walk with the Lord, the more we we just spend some alone time with the Lord, Bible reading and prayer, the more we do that. The closer we get to the Lord, the Bible says this, in thy presence is fullness of joy. The closer we get to the Lord, the more joy comes into our life. That's why. It's it's, it's the greatest thing. The more, how do we get close to the Lord? I'll tell you this, you're doing it tonight by being in church. Now we can, we need to read our Bible, we need to pray, we need to, and that's a daily thing. But Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and special meetings and revival, you know, this is how God desires. He wants to meet with us. And this is how we get some more joy. We need to listen, we we need to come with our cups filled up, coming to church saying, Boy, can you give me something? Why? Because you're dealing with stuff, you need joy. Some of you dealing with an old oh, wicked cancer. You know what you need? You need a good cup of joy. You got a problem that you can't fix. You can't throw money at every problem. Well, See, I, I got this issue and this weight dealing with my... Well, I don't know what to do. You may not know what to do, but I'll tell you this. It's good to go to the Holy Spirit and get some joy. That's what we need. Now, I'm not saying that's the end-all, cure-all of everything, but we do need joy. The Bible says, In thy presence is fullness of joy. The closer we get to God, the more joy we will have. And it's our strength we found out. Now, here's the problem. We can lose joy, can't we? How many ever lost joy? It's hard. I, this is what it's the hard reality of the Christian life is simply this it's our strength, it's a byproduct, it's a fruit of the Spirit when we get saved. It's very vital to our life, it's very vital to our ministry, it's very vital to our families, it's very vital to our marriages, it's very vital to everything. If it's so important, I, here's a, how come it's so easy to lose? It's easy to lose. If it's so important, if, 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 if this is our strength, how come we can lose it so quickly? Here's the thing, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. This is just the way God designed it. But I do know this. We can get it back just as quickly too. I don't know why we can lose it quickly, but I want to tell you we can get it back. I want you to go with me over to Psalm 51. Go to Psalm 51 and How do we how do we lose joy? I, I... This afternoon, I took uh, my van over to get the oil changed. And imagine if they would have not, <laughs> imagine if they, they're, they're going to change the oil and they forgot to put any new stuff in. Imagine if they just drained my oil and put the plug back in, put a new air cleaner in, and sent me on my way. And then we took off for Virginia. It's eight and a half without kids, <laughs> 12 with. <laughs> so you don't need to be a mechanic. What's going to happen to my engine really quickly? It's going to start running cold or it's going to start running pretty, pretty hot. And pretty soon the engine's just going to cease. Why? There's no oil in it. And sometimes that's how we're running in our lives, because you want to know why we got no joy. You know, our homes, they're, just, they're running hot. You know, our relationships, they're just, there's no joy. There's no oil. There's nothing keeping things moving and smooth. There's nothing keeping the calm down. There's, not, there's no peace. You want it, And sometimes that's how we kind of live. And... and it doesn't happen all of a sudden, it just kind of flows in a little bit, and pretty soon things, you just think back, man, there's just, I feel like there's tension in our house all the time. And sometimes we don't realize the absence of joy until it gets too bad. Let me just read you some symptoms, and maybe this is, and you say, well, did I lose my joy? Just let me read you some symptoms. Everything feels like a burden. Increased impatience with people and situations. Tense and angry about pretty much everything. Quick to anger. Serving God is a struggle. It's not a desire. Being a Christian has simply become a to-do list that we got to do. We're just kind of, have you ever felt that way? One or some of those? What can steal our joy? How do we get there? Why why do we get to that point? Say, how do we lose our joy? Well, and there there are more things, but number one, people can steal our joy. Actions, someone can say something to us. It's amazing how cutting just a simple comment can be, can't it? And it seems the ones we love the most can cut us the deepest. Um, words, decisions. Has even this week has someone unbeknownst to you just stole your joy? And just someone they did something, and people can steal your joy. You know what can steal our joy? Circumstances. A tragedy hits your life. In the past two weeks at our church, we've had two ladies lose their husbands. I just did a funeral Friday of a man that is just, he was 70, but he, he, he was, it was shocking. Um, and now we got to care for the wife. Now we got to make sure we got to figure out, we got, we, we, we mowed her lawn on, now we got to figure that whole thing out and, and get her groceries and we got to, she's now part of that group and it, it's just shocking and, and you know, I, I don't mean to say this, but she probably has lost a little joy at this point. Um, tragedy can steal it very quickly. Um, you know, the quickest way to remove it that we all are guilty of is sin. You know why? Sin separates us from God. And in thy presence is fullness of joy, but then the opposite's true too. The further we get, the less joy we have. And I. So, how do we get it back? How do we get this joy back? How do we, you know, I I think all of us may be guilty of operating on a little bit or lesser or no joy. How do we get it back? Psalm 51 is the psalm of David. After he messed up with Bathsheba, and now, again, this is speculation. This is not... I believe a large part of this was what he did to Uriah, too. But Psalm 51 was written after David got right with the Lord. This is after he got back in what he should be, and we won't go through all the story. But if you're here tonight and you say, you know, I've lost a little bit of joy. I've lost some joy. Listen, I, I, I'm operating on no joy. I'm like that, 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 that engine would no... I, I need to get it back. David gives us just some, and you can get more of these, but I just want to keep you in one. How do we get joy back? Number one, we get right with God. Look at verse number two. This is is King David. This This is a man after God's own heart. Look what he says here. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Look at at verse number three. For I acknowledge my transgressions. That's confession. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I need the blood today just as much as I did when I got saved. Um, It keeps me close. Verse number seven. Purge me. With hyssop, I shall be clean. Wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Now, we're going to go to this in a second, but what happens? Go to, go to go to verse number 12. Look what he says. And restore unto me the what? Of thy salvation. God, I need you. You know, sometimes we just now, it begins with salvation. But I tell you, one of the, one of the, one of the greatest times that we must spend every day after we're saved is in confession. Now, I understand it's all paid for at Calvary. But again, when you get saved, you're going to heaven. There's no question about assurance of salvation. But the thing is, as Christians, we can grow apart from the Lord if we don't keep a conscience clear of sin. The more we sin and don't confess, the further we get from God. And that's why some people, they can say, well, uh, you know, I'm saying I just don't have any joy. I understand. But here's David, you know what he said? Purge me, get rid of it. Hey, there should be a time that you just spend before the Lord and think back, is there any sin in my life that I have not confessed? Lord, is there anything in my life, is there any, any wicked way in me? And Lord, is there something that I haven't gotten right with you? And there should be that moment in the morning of the day. And listen, I know we don't like to think back and say, man, I messed up here, messed up here. I get it. There's guilt. There's shame. and, 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 and But I tell you this, it's needed. Because you know what it does? It, it brings us close again. And man, there's nothing like getting close to the Lord. I need that. I cannot function unless I have what I need from the Lord. And the thing is, sometimes we can skip confession. If we skip Bible and skip prayer, you know what happens? We're we're, we're skipping on joy. Because the closer we get to the Lord, we got to get that taken care of. He said that that developing a relationship with him. And that's why David said he was confessing his sin. And he, he even said in verse number 14, deliver me from blood guiltiness. I think that's Uriah right there. He said, Lord, I'm sorry. How do, how, do we, how do we get joy, number two? I, I look at this, and I don't know that these would be in order as far as importance, but I'll say this, humility. Look at verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. An old preacher said this, he said, the man broken The man of broken spirit is one who has been emptied of all vainglorious confidence and brought to acknowledge that he is nothing. You know, the thing is, you know what happens when we get humble? God gives us joy. You know what pride does? God. The Bible says about pride that God says about proud people, he knoweth them afar off if we're afar off over here in pride we can't can't be close humility brings that brings that joy back in there what happens how do we get humili- how do how do we get joy once again number 3 we live a holy life now it's easy to say but it's very difficult to do isn't it we can spell all the words those aren't those aren't difficult words very difficult really in this day and age to live a holy life especially if you have children. It's difficult to raise a holy family. There's so much to corrupt them, especially now with the Internet, especially now with different things. You can't even go, you can't even check out at a grocery store without corrupting. It's, it's so very difficult. But what am I saying? You say, well, I, and sometimes, I think sometimes God's people just we get weary you're just like, man, you're just fighting this and fighting this and fighting this and fight. And, and, and I think sometimes parents just get a little weary and, and you just kind of give in a little bit because you're just tired of fighting it all the time. You say, well, you know, just you know, a little bit and, and, and pretty. But what I'm saying, if I can remind you, if you give in, you're going to lose some joy. It, it's, it's worth the fight. Being close to the Lord is worth what you have to sacrifice to stay there. Your kids are worth it. Your family and your marriage is worth it. Don't look at that stuff. Don't listen to that stuff. It's worth it what you have going on in your house. And don't get weary with it. Don't, be not weary and well do it. You, just stay it, in due season. We shall reap if we faint not. I, I, I need that joy. Holy living, and, and that's what David said in verse number 10, create in me a clean heart. Oh God renew a right spirit within me how do we get joy lastly and I'm done you give the gospel verse number 13 then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee you look at verse number 15 look what he says oh Lord open up open thou my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. You know, there's something that happens when I give a gospel. I may not even have to go through the plan of salvation. It's just sometimes when you pass a track, you say, hey, we'd love to have you come by. If you have a chance, on the back of there is a plan of salvation. Good. And you know what happens? It gets the blood flowing, doesn't it? But you know what? Sometimes we're talking to somebody and the Holy Spirit prods us. Here. You, know, you, know, you know what we think? Oh, I don't want to ruin the conversation. Oh, I don't... Because immediately, once you pull that track out, everything changes, doesn't it? But the thing is, there's nothing like... And, and when God gives you the liberty to talk to somebody about the gospel, there's nothing better than leading someone to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. There, you know what happens? It opens up the floodgates of our soul. Now, they get joy, but we get some too. There's nothing like it. Now I, I, I tell you this: we probably don't like to give a God. We don't maybe like going on visitation and sewing and going out. But I'll tell you this: if you're looking for a good way to get some joy, just go sewing and give someone a gospel track. I'm saying it, it's the best. If you're having a bad day, you know how you have a good day? You go out visiting and get go. Just give someone the gospel. It's an easy way to get some joy. If nothing else, guess what? The father's happy, and he gives you some joy along the way. It's just right to give the gospel. God made the Christian life so that we could get joy back at any time. Um, recently, and I don't, I, I don't know a lot of. I, I know the names, but how many are familiar with Kate Spade? Raise your hand if you, if you know who that is. All the ladies raise their hand. Uh, Anthony Bourdain. Kate Spade obviously had a billion-dollar clothing empire, uh, everything from purses to everything else. Anthony Bourdain was a TV host. He was a chef and celebrity chef and got a very popular, and well, recently, as, as many of you know, they found both of them in a matter of weeks, and they had died of a suicide, both of them. They killed themselves. And I'll tell you this, if that's not, and maybe you struggle with that tonight, and maybe you're thinking about that but here's what i'm saying if these people who seemingly had everything they had they probably had the money they probably had the name recognition they had i mean what you and i would say this is what the world could give you they had it and it wasn't enough you know what this this world is searching and it's trying it's trying to figure out and you know we have the answer you may not have all the stuff. You may not have all the money. You may not have all those things, and you may you say, "Well, I, we just live in Michigan, and we we're, But I'll tell you this: here's people that had it all, and we could go on and on with, with folks that Robin Williams, another one, man that made everybody laugh, but on the inside, we can keep going on and on and on. And I can I and I'm I'm starting to think of even more right now. But what I'm saying is that these people, we think that we need to have what they have to be i tell you what if we have the lord jesus christ we have joy and this is what they were missing tonight i want to ask you if you're here tonight and you don't know for sure that jesus christ is your personal savior if you've never been saved as kindly as i can say it heaven is real hell is real and you have a loving savior that died on the cross and he's willing to forgive all of your sins If you just put your faith and trust in Christ. But for the vast majority of us, I believe we're saved. But here's what happens. We get used to operating on little joy. We honestly think that life is supposed to be this tense all the time. We think that, boy, it's supposed to be this. And I'm here to tell you, wouldn't it be nice to have God open up the floodgates of joy? back again in our lives and our marriages and our kids and our churches and our ministries and our jobs once again now you can't control everybody else but you can control yourself well it'd be nice to have joy again we can get it back let's all stand together tonight with your head bowed and your eyes closed